three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. Welcome in. It is episode number 34 of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone. And of course, the main event. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. I apologize for stepping on you, pal, but we only have you for a little bit of time uh, this week, and we could not have more to cover. Um, so we got to just try to get into it. Um, we will. We have. We will have all the fall. We will discuss everything from this weekend. Um, everything on our end. Everything on the wrestling end. There's so much to discuss after our trip down to New Orleans for WrestleMania weekend. Uh, but AJ can only do the first segment with us. I don't even know if he can do the entire first segment with us because he's got some uh, radio obligations today that he's got to take care of. So, um, AJ, I'm just going to start with you. Give me your three biggest takeaways. Uh, from the weekend that we just spent in New Orleans? Um, number one, I hate wrestling fans. I mean, that's um, so, what it, so you learn nothing, essentially. Yeah, no, nothing has changed. Yeah. Uh, number two, um, the I've never, like, Ro- Roderick Strong as a uh, turning on, uh, becoming a member of Undisputed Era and turning on Pete Dunne, um, I think may eventually, and I'm saying this having known that I just saw the next four tapings of NXT I was live yesterday literally landed uh, on my flight actually from New Orleans was the entire 205 live roster that's cool plus Paige plus Marwin Allo plus Tom Phillips plus Byron Saxton um, plus uh, Corey Graves it was pretty sick Um, I'm sure it sucked yeah I'm sure that was just awful uh, uh, so I got to kick it I got to see all of them it was really cool in the airport um, but straight from there, that night, yesterday, I went to the NXT taping, and Roderick Strong becoming a member of Undisputed Era may end up becoming the best thing that happened this weekend. Wow! Um, wow! Wow! Uh, uh, it, it's just, it's just his like I, we all like Roderick Strong, but his character as a heel and how he works in the ring as a heel is fantastic oh yeah it, it was phenomenal when he turned and uh, joined uh, the house of truth in ring of honor he's just such a Absolutely. phenomenal cocky heel and it's it, to see this it, it's wonderful yes it is incredible uh, and um uh, also i am uh, i'm surprised i'm not, I, I love the shinsuke heel turn but i gotta admit i am surprised that both shinsuke and oscar royal rumble winners lost yeah uh that it's it doesn't happen a lot where the Royal Rumble winner loses. They they win more often than they lose. But for there to be two Royal Rumble winners and they both lose, that was crazy to me. Yeah, I, you know it is surprising. I don't disagree with that. I, you know I don't know. I don't know if either one of them, I think the the Oscar one is more stunning because the truth is that like there was a moment. I think we talked about this last week. I thought the build for Shinsuke and AJ didn't create the moment that you would have otherwise wanted for Shinsuke Nakamura, which is when you have a top face chasing, 
you don't want them chasing against another top face. It doesn't create that over-the-top embraceable moment. And I'm not saying that had they, had they not had him on, it wouldn't have been a cool moment. People wouldn't have been into it. But it wouldn't have been the same if, if, say, he had been facing you know Kevin Owens for the title at WrestleMania and overcoming Kevin mm-hmm. Owens in order to win. That would have created a big, larger-than-life WrestleMania moment, whereas this would have still been a little bit awkward because I was like, yeah, well, we like the other guy too. Um, so given the build, maybe we should have been more expectant of this type of thing occurring there yeah. because it, it, it did same. I guess we could say sort of a similar thing about Charlotte and Asuka, right? Like, it, it, it wasn't a big over-the-top overcoming moment for Asuka either. She was facing Charlotte. Charlotte, you know what I mean? Like, who we love. So it... Both of the builds were a little bit weird, and maybe we should have seen it coming a little bit more that it wasn't going to create the obvious, over-the-top, you know, great face moment for these two particular Rumble winners. Uh, but I, I think I think you're right in the what you said about Shinsuke, but I do think if Oscar would have won, it would have been that over-the-top moment because of how, like, we said it now. Like, I was saying it before WrestleMania, and now you, there's even more ammo after she broke Asuka's streak and defended her women's title at WrestleMania again. Charlotte Flair could potentially she, – she I think she will go down as the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Yeah. And there's an argument to be made that she's already there. So just the fact that you beat Charlotte would be enough for people to say, holy crap, right? Yes. Um, I get that, and 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 again, yeah. and, and and it's just you know it's another step on Oscar's streak. It, it wasn't so much you know I think I think you're right for Shinsuke where he should have been whether it's now as a heel or as a face, it should have been a full storyline involved with it. With Oscar, it's Oscar kind of checking off the just the boxes because she's right. so dominant that you don't necessarily need that full storyline from her. Okay, I I can hear that. I I, mean, I can certainly hear that. And and again. I don't think either one of them would have been an issue if they had gone the other way, right? Like, I think they would have been great moments. I guess it's just the build was not the typical build that you would see for a face Royal Rumble winner. If a face wins the Royal Rumble, typically you would want them having a one-on-one match against a true heel at WrestleMania to create sort of a good versus evil blood rivalry type of situation. And that wasn't what we got in either spot, so maybe we should have seen something weird. I, I think it's weirder. Like Shinsuke appears to have a path, right? Like he's he's yeah. kind of. I think Shinsuke wins at uh, the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. The, the, we'll, we'll get to the greatest Royal Rumble here, and actually, I guess we're, we're not going to have you, AJ. So you might want to give your thoughts on that now. It's going to be really uh, my... interesting to see exactly what they do with it on, especially on a Friday afternoon. Um, I mean, I don't. You you're just you're unbelieving that like. That like just because it's a Friday afternoon, that big things are going to happen, and I'm not really sure why you think that. Yeah, I think um, that's crazy. In fact, oh no, I, I don't think no big things. I'm just curious. Like, no, like I, for example, you, AJ. I know we we had been talking about this before. You believe both titles are going to change hands. You believe that just this is going to be basically bigger than WrestleMania. Uh, I don't, I don't I don't know why both titles changing hands would make it bigger than WrestleMania, but uh, yeah, I do think that it's it's going to be. Uh, I do think that Roman's going to win. And I think that Shinsuke, if they haven't announced Shinsuke versus AJ, but I'm assuming that's the match that we're going to get since there is going to be a title match at um, at the event. So I think both of them are going to win. Um, and I also would like to point out, can wrestling fans just shut the fuck up? Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, why are you guys bitching so much that there's going to be another great show in the same month as WrestleMania? Like, I never understood this concept. It's like, oh, man. WrestleMania was so WrestleMania was great 
they're gonna give us another great show. Uh, I, why would they? Why would they just not do it at WrestleMania? Why? Why can't? Why can't WrestleMania be the great show? Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I don't. Okay, understand I think it's weird. How that, people think, right? I think it's weird, that, and I've said this before. The fact that they're calling it the greatest Royal Rumble, like, is okay. Well, then, what was the last Royal Rumble we saw, and what's is the next Royal Rumble just gonna suck? Like, I no, think. No, Glenn, stop being a. No, 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 no. Literally no. fifty men. It's just saying the greatest, as in there's the most people. Right, it's but, not that hard. but the Royal you're Rumble matters because no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not doing thing. the dumb wrestling fan thing. You're talking about. You're right about. This is where there's an actual gripe, which is why is it a Royal Rumble? The Royal Rumble matters because something comes from it, right? Like it's a big deal. Is something coming from this one, or are you just calling it a Royal Rumble because somebody paid you a lot of money to call it a Royal Rumble? That's well, we the, don't know, right? That's we don't know. that's Something's the part. Probably going to come from it more than likely. Okay, and because of that, it wouldn't stun me if, say, they didn't do Nakamura and AJ Styles at this event, and maybe they tried to hold that one off, and instead, perhaps, put Shinsuke Nakamura back in that match and had him win that one again, and then got a title chance at Backlash. Say that wouldn't stun me. That wouldn't stun can, me at all. I, I can see that too. But then, who's Shin, who's AJ Styles going to face at the Greatest Royal Rumble? Right. Well, it's not going to be Rusev because he's facing <laughs> no, I was the Undertaker. Say Rusev, but nope. Um, and, Another thing: people are complaining about Rusev. And the, why would you ever complain about the hottest, most over person in the company right now facing the Undertaker at a massive event in front of fifty thousand? people i don't understand how people's brains work well, okay hang on a second that's not you've complained about the undertaker wrestling before this weekend you told me you didn't you, want to see the undertaker you're right just like i complained about ronda rousey and they both came out and looked good so now i have no problem okay well if that's where you're at that's where you're at i mean that's a different I, 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 the the argument for rusev and actually i haven't heard a whole lot of people complaining about it but it's just that you know we're, we're starting to go down to that path again with rusev where it's like okay he's getting these big matches but he's losing all of them yeah that's how you build a baby face it is a way to build a baby face, but Rusev doesn't seem like he should be the baby face that should be built that way. He looks like Rusev. Like, but here's I mean, the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. You have him. Like, people are mad that he lost the triple threat match on SmackDown. And I'm like, dude, Jinder just won the belt. Whoever wins that triple threat match is going to lose to Jinder at back. I do agree with or, that. Or or at the Greatest Royal Rumble or whoever it is. So that's why that's why it's good Randy Orton won. Because that means Randy Orton's going to have to job to Jinder again. You're going to be able to build up Rusev in the meantime. Because here's the thing: if the guy everybody's cheering for keeps losing, what's going to happen? They're going to cheer louder for him to win. It's the Bailey effect. Um, it can be, but again, Bailey's a natural underdog. This is it is the tricky part. And, this- and, but but the thing is. Rusev's not a natural underdog, but Rusev has the entire crowd behind well, that, him. And that is, that is significant, and I'm not going to— Fandango I, had the, the entire crowd behind and I'm not saying it's the exact same thing, but if, you, if someone keeps losing, yes, it, it can work that way, but it can work the opposite way, where we're just like, okay, well, why, do we ca- why are we going to keep cheering this guy if he's just going to lose and lose and lose? Okay, yeah, and okay, you say Fandango, and I'll say Bailey. What point did you make? I'm saying that there's two ways this could go. It's not definite that if you keep having him lose that the fans are going to keep, you know, get more and more behind him as we go along. Oh, you mean like Daniel Bryan? Yeah, but Dan- get- Right. We're, we're, we can do it. And, and Aaron's right about this. You can do it on both sides, which is your argument stands up that it could work out that way, but Aaron's argument also stands up that it might not work out that way. And that's the tricky part. Right. I think part of the problem is just everybody likes Rusev right now. Everybody on the planet likes Rusev. And everybody's going to like Rusev a month from now after he loses to Undertaker and after he keeps been building himself up to be the top, 
one of the, the top mid card baby face on SmackDown. Right, I understand. Or Raw. I understand it, that. But nobody and look, I get it, and I know what you're going to say, and so this is we're just doing an exercise in circles. But nobody if you're universally beloved, the people that universally love you don't want to keep seeing you lose. That's okay. You know what I mean? That's like, not true. Who? Bailey was universally loved, and then you guys got mad that she kept winning. Well, I'm mad because I'm I, I don't I'm not I'm not a typical wrestling fan. I uh, not I'm not saying you guys is just just you guys. I'm talking about all wrestling fans got mad that Bailey kept winning. Well, I don't know if all right. Re- I think that she got huge pops mm, for a little while. She got booed because she eventually kept she got booed. Yes, but at first yeah. she was getting massive pops when it was occurring. Now, as it kept happening, you're right. The crowd started to turn, and and I'm not saying that you should have this person win every match that they're in. And I think the bigger problem with Rusev is not really about winning and losing. It was about the fact that he was missing from TV for a few weeks. That it seemed like they weren't fully capitalizing on the fact that this dude is white fucking hot that we couldn't go anywhere in new orleans without hearing a rusev day chant right it was the most popular chant of the weekend which is why a month which is why which is why two months from now people won't not care anymore aaron and they'll still care aaron and they'll still want him to beat jinder mahal aaron for the u.s title if and if they haven't beat jinder mahal in two months then that's great there's just nothing to you know, show that he's definitely going to do that, considering that every time he's been over, he's kept losing. That's true. Yeah, I mean, they, they do have to pay it off. You know, he had a long, he had a year-long win streak. Yeah, I mean, he did it, right. and then he and then he hit Cena, and since then he's yeah. been Rusev. Right, things have not gone the exact same way. So you're way. just going to ignore that I just destroyed your point? No, I'm not ignoring it. He was, he was but... incredibly over, and he never lost. He was incredible. He was incredibly over. And then the first time he got a truly high profile feud, like you're saying, the true high profile feud, he lost. And since then, yes, he's been involved in high profile feuds, but he's lost every high profile feud he's been in for the past three years, three years. How many times has he won the U.S. title in in those three years? Uh, Once since Cena, it was probably once, right? Yeah, so I guess he lost that feud too, the one where he won the belt. Who did he win it from? I don't even remember. Exactly, that's my point. It wasn't a high-profile feud. What? If he just slides in and wins the U.S. title in a, in a, against something you can't even remember. The, oh, you can't remember everything either. I don't understand. Your point is that you, you guys are upset. My point is every time you, you're saying that Rusev keeps getting these high-profile spots and that's going to keep him over, and I'm saying every time he gets into a high-profile spot, he loses, and that hurts him. It hurts him. Yes, and now he is riding this wave that no one saw You're right. coming. It's hurt. You hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said every time he gets in a high full profile feud, he loses and it hurts him, right? Yes. And he's been in, and he's lost every high profile feud he's been in, right? Yes. And he's hotter than he's ever been, right? And yes, then and now he's taking this, up, and he's taking this wave up, right Aaron. now. He's riding shut this up, wave. Aaron. You just got proven wrong, no, Aaron. No, I didn't get you just proven, got proven wrong. wrong, Aaron. Okay, yes, I got proven wrong because at this second we're chanting Rusev Day. You're right. Yes, I got proven wrong. This second, not this second, the past three months. Right, and, again, uh, and I'll play and devil's advocate. Aaron's point about Fandango is that if he went back to that year, everybody was doing the Fandango dance at this point, too, and that did not continue. So I, it does matter what they do from here, and, and that's why you can't be as dismissive as you want to be and just assume that you're right about this. You you could be right. He's in and a I, match with the Undertaker. I understand. That seems like a really effing big deal. That I get And it. he was in a match with Cena last summer. The point being, it does matter what they do. And he's hotter than he's now. ever been, Aaron. What is the point you're making? 
And if two months from now they have him win the, 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 the U.S. belt, although I, I still I don't know how much that means, but if they have him win the U.S. belt, that would go a long way to this. If they are pointing in a direction with Rusev, if to not... Me, to me, to me it's, it's gender versus Rusev at SummerSlam for the U.S. title. And, and that, that's, that's, that's good. It's a long way to go to get... Man, you're, you're waiting all the way to SummerSlam? Or is that like you, you see that's the third match between the two by that point at SummerSlam? I mean, they'll probably have, won't be the first match that they face, but um, I, I, I believe that's the SummerSlam U.S. title match. That's that feels like an awfully long way away, and that that's gonna be it's gonna be tricky to to get to SummerSlam. It's four keep, months. Yeah, I know that's four months, dude. And that and this world that's five pay per view cycles. That's a long way to go to keep somebody white hot. If is there some stop? Like, it's not going to be a three match series with the Undertaker. Is there something else that you're doing with him between now and then to try to keep him that white hot for that moment? Uh, yeah, you probably work a uh, program with whoever comes on to SmackDown or wherever he goes on Raw. He could even be going to Raw, like so that would that would kind of throw a wrench in my plan. Yeah, it but, certainly would. Like, yes, but like it, nobody. My thing is that everybody's bitching and complaining about everything. It's like, dude. Like, but dude, that's no how, different than anything how, how, ever. That's not new. That's just called WrestleMania. But, Come on, everybody bitches about everything. It's not just wrestling either. Everybody bitches about everything in the world. Um, but the, the thing is, Rusev is so like to say, oh well, if he keep if he keeps losing, he won't be hot anymore. Dude, he's been losing forever, and he's still hot. So what is your point? Right, but it, that doesn't. Not everybody that loses forever stays hot forever. That's that's the point. The idea that just because someone's hot, now everybody's cutting out. Now Aaron's cutting out as well. I apologize. We'll try to get this straightened out. AJ, are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, you guys are cutting. Uh, yeah, I think my internet's just being yeah, crappy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happens when you don't show up. I brought Oreos today too, so you know, way to go. Um, um, uh, uh, moral of the story, because we got to let uh, AJ go here in a second. I hear you. Everybody's going to bitch. That's not going to change. No matter how much you try to do about it, people aren't going to. And by the way, and this is the dirty little secret that I always try to remind everybody, if people weren't bitching, nobody would be making this much money, no one would care this much, and none of these guys would be as happy as they are in their lives. There would not be 70,000, 75,000 people at WrestleMania if there weren't tens of thousands of them who went and bitched about everything. That's the dirty little secret that nobody likes to talk about. So, AJ, I understand your frustration, but people are going to bitch, and that's that's the beauty of it. That's why we do a podcast, is because people care enough to bitch about it. That's the reality of things. You don't have to bitch on a podcast. I prove that every week. I know you don't, but I'm telling you if people didn't bitch about something, there would not be this much interest in it. If everybody just said, that's oh, this true. is... No, name it. Name the thing that exists in the world that nobody bitches about that people care about this much. Name it. Stone Cold in 1997. <laughs> You're naming one wrestler of all time. Did they bitch about anything else that was going on in 1997? From 20 years ago. Did, you, did they bitch about anything else that was happening in wrestling I, in 1997? I'm specifically talking about a wrestler. You're saying you, it's impossible. You said it's impossible. It and is. I proved you wrong. No, no. It's, so right now, I'm, you're saying that there's not any wrestler on the planet that nobody's bitching about. AJ Styles? Right. So it still exists today. So what's your point? Then I said nobody's bitching about AJ Styles. That's my point. So then when we're good, right? Because it's the exact same as Stone Cold in 1997. Your point doesn't make any sense. No, no, There's you no don't like my point. That's the difference. You don't like my point because it's devastating to you. You the, haven't made a point. No, you the point is that... a name. Right, that's what you did. That was when I asked you a question, you said Stone Cold in 1997. I can make the same point to nullify yours. 
which is that everybody's going to bitch about something forever. It's never going to change, and they need it that way. That's why they, they make don't. this. Yes. No, they don't. They really don't. Dude, there don't. is no thing that exists in the world that is super profitable that people don't bitch about. It does not exist. People bitch about music. They bitch about politics. They bitch about sports. They bitch about everything. There is nothing that exists that is uber profitable that people give a shit about that they don't bitch about. It does, Name it. Name it. I literally just named AJ Styles Daniel Bryan. Right. You named individual wrestlers. So you don't care that people are bitching about other things because they don't bitch about that, right? That's not what I said at all. I know. You guys are just, you're making points that I'm not making. Right, my because you is, don't understand that your my, point my is point silly. Is, my point is that you're saying that it's impossible to enjoy something without complaining about it. And I'm telling you that's not true because I do that every week. No, no, no. I'm not telling you it's impossible. I'm telling you that they don't you want it that way. literally have said the word impossible. No, they don't want it that way. Nobody in the WWE thinks it's a good thing if people stop bitching about wrestling. You've you got to understand that. Nobody wants that. If people don't dislike what you're doing, it means they don't care. That's the issue. It becomes oh, so, apathy. Oh, so you think WWE was excited about how the main event went, right? What do you because mean? Because it was just people bitching. That's what they wanted, right? What did they make? What did they, how much money did they make? I have no idea. Well, I, I have their spreadsheet. Yeah. I, the, I, uh, it, was, it was the most profitable WrestleMania of all time. Yeah, I think they're good. I think they're good. Think they're quite all right. I don't think they're all that concerned that people were bitching about how the main event went. The most profitable WrestleMania of all time. I'm sure that they walked out of the building and said, "Yeah, but damn it, people were bitching about the main event." Come on, when you man. say most profitable WrestleMania of all time, what do you mean? Like they 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 like sent out a release. They they sent out a release and said, as far as yes, in in New Orleans, it uh, last or four years ago they compared it to four years ago in New Orleans, which made ten million dollars for the company. This one made fourteen million dollars for the company through tickets, through access, through merchandise, through everything else that was uh, being you know that that happened in New Orleans. Does that include WWE Network? Uh, I don't think it includes WWE Network now. Oh wow, that's that's big time, man. Yeah. Look, man. I, I, all right, I, I got. We're gonna have to let you go. Give me your other thoughts from the weekend. What else jumps out at you? Um. Well, I gotta find out who lost the the, the mm, picks. Good point. Oh yeah. So we we went into it, and it was it was back and forth all time. It came down to the very very last match, Brock versus Roman. And at the time, we turned to Glenn and we said, "Dude, you're screwed. Yeah, you're absolutely screwed. Yeah." Uh, as it turned out, no, he's not screwed. I'm good. And, uh, AJ. You are going to have to uh, do the do the Costanza. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I, I t- it's totally worth it. But also, oh, I'd like oh, to Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss ended up screwing you over there. Your pick of yeah, Alexa. No. Fucking Alexa. You know what? Well, you know what's crazy is that I think that you should have to redo the pizza thing because the one you did was terrible. <laughs> it was not how you just laid pizza on your face, and that was not the best. You, you said that was you not said- the best. Wait, did the oh, bet was the, take the a bet. bet? No, the bet was to bathe yourself with pizza, which you didn't Rub actually. Pizza yeah, on your you body. didn't actually do that. He also, and as everybody, he also tried to I share the. I, I literally used the words, use the pizza like a sponge and rub it on your body. Well, he also well, did I the did, bit. I did do that up to the face, to be fair. He did share the video at like two in the morning in hopes that nobody yeah. would see it too. Like he also did that bit. You're the worst. Defend yourself. I, I, I did it when I, I I did it. I had to go yeah. to work and I shared it when I came back. Yeah, yeah. Two in the morning. You're like, how can I make sure that I do this but nobody sees it? How can I make sure that that happens? 
All right, we got to address all that because uh, yep. it, the, the weekend did not go the way that I wanted it to for paying off bets. Things got a little. No, no, I, in fairness, I also missed a lot of WrestleMania because I was asleep. So, like, it was not the weekend that I envisioned it being when I uh, decided that I wanted to lose weight a couple weeks ago. That didn't go off that way. Uh, but in fairness, AJ, uh, you got to two sweet somebody on Bourbon Street the other night. Yeah, we were walking down Bourbon, and uh, big old Luke Gallows was walking by, and I said, "Good brother," and put my. Uh, Hand up for the two sweet, and he two sweeted me, and it was, we just kept it moving. It I was didn't need it, a picture. Yeah, it was perfectly subtle. That. It was perfectly subtle and really awesome that way. Like it was a really awesome moment. Um, New Orleans is perfect. May every WrestleMania and every big event forever be in New Orleans uh, all time. I agree. Uh, may that be the case. All right, uh, AJ. If we can squeeze you back in before the end of the show, we'll do it. Uh, if not, um, uh, get your plugs in right now. Yeah, uh, your boy. Uh, we got a uh, big news. I'm finally able to uh, talk about the. I can you can finally buy tickets for the charity basketball game I'm having, um, the Champs versus the Stars on May 5th in Millersville, Maryland, at Old Mill High School. Um, Tory, my team's going to consist of Tory Smith and Brent Grimes, Vernon Davis, Anquan Bolden, Akil Carr, um, just a whole bunch of a whole bunch of, of celebrities that are going to be playing. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, also. You guys can come out. It's it's for a good cause. It's for uh, uh, Sarah's House, which is an emergency homeless shelter um, right off of the Fort Meade Army Base in Maryland, um, raising money for them. It's going to be big. It's going to be a good time. Um, I got uh, I got uh, new. I have a new mixtape and a music video coming out on June 9th that we shot clips for in in New Orleans because um, the the song is on the Degeneration X beat um, and. And it's, 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 it was a great time in New Orleans. Shout out to everybody that um, came up and, yeah, yeah. and was talking to me, um, said that they love the podcast. We have a lot of fans. I, I always forget that I always forget that we have genuine, like, actual fans. No, it's dope. Until, until those events. Yeah. And uh, it's dope. Like, people will come up, like, people I don't know will come up and be like, where's Aaron? He's the fucking worst. I'm like, yes! <laughs> yeah. Yes! It's, it, dude, it is, uh, it so is dope. You're right time. about that. You're right about that. It is really dope. Uh, all right, at AJ Francis four one zero. Yeah, I was gonna say you can follow me on social media. You can find the link for the tickets and all my music and music videos and everything I'm doing on my social media. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, it's at AJ Francis four one zero. That's AJ Francis four one zero. All right, dude. We will talk to you a little bit later. All right, I'll let you. All right, uh, AJ's gone, but Aaron and I will uh, finish things up. We got uh, uh, still a ton to do. Um, Look, Aaron, and I, I don't. We can move on from some of the stuff that we talked about with AJ. I think the the biggest, to me, the biggest takeaway from a wrestling standpoint from the weekend is that I think WWE truly did something amazing. And I, let's let's dive back more into the WrestleMania card when we get back in segment two. Okay. But what I think they did this weekend that was truly amazing was that they stood in the face of tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of marks that were in town, and left them with the feeling of overwhelmingly all of these effing shows that happened during WrestleMania weekend, you would be really, you would have to be a super dick and just purposely unwilling to give them credit. If you weren't willing to bow down to the idea that probably the best wrestling show of the weekend belonged to the WWE on Saturday night. And that to me is the biggest in, the thing that, that will just it really impressed me, one, and two, I think is the... Look, they, they, they can do WrestleMania underhanded at this point. WrestleMania is what it is. It's its own animal. Right. 
Right. You either you either like this spectacle or you don't. Right. If you're if you're if you're a supermark, it's you're not you're gonna hate it. That's fine. You can hate it. You're allowed to. Nobody has to To me, it's the talking to people that I met throughout the weekend who were like, Well, no, we're gonna go to Ring of Honor on on Saturday night, you know, we're gonna do that and then who said to me back on Sunday, dude, I really regret that we went to Ring of Honor on Saturday night. Yeah. And the idea that they could it, it, look, they don't have to take back WrestleMania weekend because it's theirs. It only exists because of them. But the idea that on top of having the spectacle that gets everybody into town, they could also pull off probably the best wrestling show of the weekend. Yes. That's amazing. I, I mean, NXT was unbelievable and for, for a number of reasons. And I, I don't know if you want to get fully into NXT now. We're kind I'm, of fine with, I'm fine with doing it now. And then we, can, we can do WrestleMania in segment number two. We can, um, we can do this. Yeah. I mean, the the fact that they – it seemed – I don't know about went out of their way, but every booking decision was seemed to make, make everybody happy. Like everything was there. It was like, you know, the, the ladder match, wonderful. Adam Cole winning, wonderful. You have the Roderick Strong turn. Like the match wasn't, you know, that great, but the Roderick Strong turn, amazing. You have a brilliant match between Black and Almas, which is getting completely overshadowed. Absolutely. Because that was the third best match of the night. And then you have what you have in Gargano Ciampa. And, and I was saying this at the time. It, I cannot remember a, such a perfectly build, built feud and match where we went into it and we were deliriously cheering for the face. We were so angry at the heel. We don't get that anymore. Sometimes we get a great face or a great heel and we get a great crowd reaction. Very rarely do we get both, where it's not just we want the face to win, but we want the heel to get his ass kicked yep. in the process, and and that everyone was on the same page about that, and and it has nothing to do with outside forces or anything. It was just because of the storyline that they told. This is what we got to. I, I can't remember the last time that we had a match quite like that. No, no, it was perfection. It was yes. perfection. You were gripped. And as I said, the spots lost some of their sting because of what had happened earlier in the night, right? Like, it's hard for anybody to give a shit about any spot after just the most bonkers, insane ladder match that I have seen in years that opened up the show. But, but it, it didn't need the spots. That's the point. Because it wasn't every, a, every single move mattered a hell of a lot exactly, more because of the storyline they put exactly. into it. Exactly. The effort that went into telling that story was perfection i will still stand by the fact that i would have preferred that to be the championship match and then i think that it would have been even more uh had that been for the title but in the meantime it was a perfect wrestling match it is perfection there is no point to having five-star matches if that's not a five-star match that was perfect that was everything and the truth is that and i get it that it's a theory of recency we're going to be really hard-pressed when we do the jobbies this year for those two matches to not be both in consideration for match of the year because they were both that good for very different reasons. And yeah, you know, it's it, the, the rest of the card, it's almost a bummer that some of those things get blocked out because of how great those two things were. But it was a perfect night of wrestling. And I think, you know, in many cases, and I, look, I didn't go to as many wrestling shows as you did. I, I said I wasn't, and I didn't. Um, a lot of people that I've talked to about some of the other nights said, hey, there are a lot of fun things, but much has, like, like has often been my problem when I've gone to wrestling shows, a lot of these things just drag on, man. They just mm -hmm. drag on. And when I hear the horror stories about people trying to get the Ubers back from the Joey Janela event on Friday night, and when I hear about 
um, just just how long these things seem to go. And hey, the Ring of Honor card was really great for about the first half, and then, eh, you know, it just sort of sputtered off from there. And frankly, what we all felt about WrestleMania, which was they got to really sit down and think about whether or not they can do these seven-hour cards. And honestly, and, and if they are, they have to really start thinking about the structure. Yeah, the they structure. Have to take a look at each match and be like, okay, this match right. is slow. We cannot have this in the last right. hour. And this I'm gonna, ma- you know, right. And I'll be honest with you, I, this probably will be my last WrestleMania. Like, and I'm, you know, it's just, it's just too much, man. It's, it's just, um. For, for me, you know, just knowing that it's New York next year, it's probably not going to be, you know, it's probably going to be like Minneapolis or back to Florida the year after. It'll be my last one for a little while. I mean, look, I, I'm not saying I would never go for the weekend again, but like I, 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 I didn't tell you guys this, but I had seriously thought about doing it this year where I just bailed on WrestleMania. Um, and, and, and I might do the weekend again in the future and go for NXT and maybe go see another wrestling show and not WrestleMania, but I just... Right. I, I can't do seven hours anymore. I just can't do I certainly can't do that and drink. Um, I certainly can't do that. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Bur- Bourbon Street and WrestleMania are not exactly conducive yeah, to one another. The seven-hour wrestling show. I can't do any seven-hour wrestling show. And it's, it's no – look, I, I, and we'll get the more to WrestleMania. But when I, when I see shows, the, the constant theme that I got from people who went to other shows that were, that were highly anticipated over the weekend was I got a lot of – well, it kind of dragged on, or I got a lot of, yeah, half of it was really, really good, and the other half not so great. And to me, that's the story of the perfection that has become NXT. Yes. And the perfection of NXT is that there are guys that we wish could be involved in the card, right? Like, there's there's certainly all, every time we do a takeover. Ka- Ka- Cassius Ono wasn't on the card. Again. That's not the first time, by the way. There's no. been quite a bit of that, unfortunately, for Cassius Ono. Um, there are plenty of things that we look at and we say, boy, we have like, okay, so the iconic duo, duo is getting called up and weren't even on the last, you know, uh, NXT before they got Don't called like up. Jose. Right. I mean, that one is a little bit weirder because he's kind of been out for a little bit. So, uh, you know, there's plenty of people that we would like to see be involved with these, but the, the cards themselves continue to be wonderful. The fact that they don't drag on for four hours, the fact that you can go to a wrestling show, have it be great, get a great wrestling show and then still have an evening after that if you want to go choose to do that, if you're going to it live. It is, it is truly perfect. It is truly perfect, and I, I think we should continue to credit them when they do these things. Whatever you think about WrestleMania, whatever you think about the entire weekend as it was, what happened on Saturday night in that arena was wrestling perfection. If you are a wrestling fan at all, all you could do is walk out of that arena with a giant smile on your face, with a oh my God, I'm so glad that I made the decision to come to this show. And even for dopes like us that were sitting, albeit in the first row of the upper deck, but we were sitting in the upper deck. And yet I still had a giant smile on my face when I walked out of that wrestling show. Yeah. Uh, it, there's not much, uh, just, just to add a little bit to what you said there, you know, whether or not the show, it was, I feel like TakeOver has been kind of the show of the weekend for the past few years. But usually there's another match somewhere else, you know, whether it's WrestleCon, whether right. it's, evolve whether it's you know the one of those shows that people are like nxt was wonderful but the match of the you know the match of the weekend came from here i'm not hearing that this year nope. and, and i saw a lot of good match. i saw i mean walter pco match was the surprise i match. heard a, i heard a lot about that one um, that, that was wonderful the the uh, at wrestlecon um uh phoenix and uh ray Oris faced uh, flamita and bandito and that was like a perfect lucha libre match and it was amazing and there were a lot of good shows but yes i mean wwe and nxt 
you, you say they didn't really need to take back the weekend, but in some ways they did. In well, no, some no, no, ways, they, they don't because there's no weekend they, without mean, it's, WWE. Still, it's, still, it's still WrestleMania weekend, but more and more you're hearing people going there and saying like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to WrestleMania, well, but I'm looking more forward to this, this, no, this, you're this, hearing this. The people in your, you're hearing the people in your life saying that. Th- yes, that I is am. still but significantly the minority. The in, I'm saying even in th- those sections are now, you know, saying, yeah, well, okay, w- you know, this is WWE's weekend. This is w- WrestleMania. You have those people who don't want to give WWE credit, giving WWE a lot of credit. And they have to. It was, and, and, and yes, and that's a big thing. It was, it was perfection. It was, it was absolute perfection. And, um, and you're right. And, and the truth is that Takeover, those shows have been, you know, really great for a few years now. Um, obviously, the Dallas show, we'll, we'll never forget that show. You know what I mean? Like, yes. there's. That those shows have been great, and then last year was the Shinsuke moment, which was sort of bigger than the show itself um, in Orlando. But the truth was, this was perfect. It was perfect, and they deserve every ounce of credit. And to me, my biggest takeaway from the weekend, as far as wrestling was concerned, was listening to the number of people that weren't that didn't go to NXT. That I could almost sense in there, in that it, it was exactly that thing. It was the well, I you know, I'm too cool. To go to the WWE show tonight, that came back to me on Sunday and said, "Yeah, I really effed that up. I really made a mistake." And that's taking nothing away from Ring of Honor, right? Like they, I, I heard it was a good show. The Kenny, I, I did watch the Kenny Cody match later on. Um, it was good. It wasn't, you know, as good as some of the matches on NXT. Right. It was good. It, it paid, you know, it. I don't know about paid off because the storyline's still continuing there. But it was a beautifully done story, Kenny and Cody. Um. But, yeah, I have no regrets about going to NXT at all. No doubt about that. All right, when we come back in, we will go through WrestleMania and what it means, all of the fallout, everything that happened on Sunday night. We will talk about that next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. AJ has got to duck out, but this is jobbing out. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings weekdays from 11 to 2 and take advantage of their new 15-minute lunch guarantee or your lunch is free. That's right, free. And with the 15-minute lunch guarantee, that means less time waiting and more time eating delicious B-dubs before you got to get back to the office. Buffalo Wild Wings, White Marsh, Owings Mills, and Westminster Wings Beer Sports available for dine-in orders at participating locations for a limited time. See restaurant for details. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Uh, probably no guests this week. Got a couple things that were out there as feelers. Yeah. But, um, so much to get through just digesting the weekend uh, that was. We haven't even really talked that much about what we all did this weekend, which is probably for the best. Um, because <laughs> Always. Some of it is explainable. Some of it is not so explainable. I still have not fully grasped exactly why there was video of me pushing a, a motorized scooter. Oh, there, there, there's all sorts of fun reasons for that. I, I, I am still a little confused by the whole thing. I still don't really know how I got to the stadium on, uh, on Sunday, and I definitely don't know why it is that despite the fact the truth is I didn't drink all that much on Sunday. I, I didn't drink like – now, part of it is I don't drink at all anymore, so like maybe any drinking at all is going to do me in. Um, but I have no idea why I was nodding out for the first hour and a half or two hours of WrestleMania. Um, but it was it, was it hot in the stadium to you too? Yeah, they didn't turn on the AC, yeah. and they only turned the AC on for a little bit of the time. It was yeah. definitely hot. That that absolutely played a factor in what happened yeah. to me 
on uh, on Sunday. Well, I, I think it, it factored in what happened to everybody. It was yeah. Oh, sure. The entire atmosphere absolutely was was yeah. down. It was just, and then there was like apparently they started running out of concessions. Oh yeah, as, they, yeah. They ran out of everything. At, you know, two hour with two hours left in the show, and there mm. there were there were issues with WrestleMania. Yeah, those are those but, but, are not good. Overall, it was a very good show. Overall. Yeah, okay, so here's what I'll say because I've heard a lot of people bitching about it. Um, I, I think there are there are reasons to bitch. I, I agree. I think that I think that some of the reasons are understandable. I think that some of them are just bitching for the sake of bitching. The only complaint that I had coming out of Sunday night, and we talked about this a little bit when we all got back together Sunday night, the only real complaint that I had was that there was nothing that felt like a WrestleMania moment. There was nothing that occurred that I said, "Oh my God, I you know this is why it's WrestleMania." I'm, I'm, I'm going to remember this. Five, ten, right. fifteen years from now. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue against myself because what I thought about more was that the flip side argument is what you'll remember was this was the card that was so loaded that we we you know we couldn't we we were freaking out about it for weeks ahead of time right like this was the what you'll remember was this was the the night where the the results of the matches were actually surprising genuinely surprising mm-hmm. in some cases but there are things that without having a you know a major superstar return or a massive surprise or some you know standout moment that we'll never forget forever without the presence of something like that there are other things that like it it was still wrestlemania right it was still a right. spectacle <laughs> without any of those things but I'm not going to lie. Like, we'll all remember San Francisco because Seth Rollins cashed in in the middle of a championship match and The Rock and Ronda Rousey stood in a ring together, right? Like, those. name anything else that happened during the San Francisco WrestleMania. There wasn't much. I mean, the Randy Orton RKO was pretty cool. Like, I mean, that's. Yes, I I mean, there's stuff, but not something that we're going to remember. What we tend to remember about WrestleMania are these big, over the top moments. And we didn't really get big over-the-top moments. Like, we might remember that this was the year when they had a kid win a tag team championship. Well, I think we'll remember Ronda. I think if we'll, there's one thing we're going to remember, we, we won't be a specific moment, but we'll remember that's when Ronda, you know. If, right, if you're saying in the context of it answered our questions about. And, I th- and if, you know, it go the next couple of years go the way we think it should go based on that night it'll be like oh man this was the start of something yeah i mean i think that that could be the case i i, I don't know i still wonder if like i you know this is what i'll tell you disappointed me as it was a great match it was tremendous i mean it was really tremendous and blew me away and ronda looked obviously amazing as as, and, as much as we you know we just raved about NXT if anyone wanted to tell me they thought the most entertaining match of the weekend was the the mixed tag with ronda i'd have no issues with that sure at all. sure that being said there was also a part of me that sort of walked out that was like you know what i'm kind of bummed that like when i finally got kurt angle like this was the first time i ever got to see kurt angle at wrestlemania I, I am bummed that I didn't just get a Kurt Angle one-on-one classic, you know, like, match. It, 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 yes. That, if, if you were there because of Angle, then yes, you were probably that, bummed. That, You're in the vast minority there who right. were there for Kurt Angle. That did kind of bum me out. Um, and, I, and I'll say the same thing about – there was nothing wrong with the Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. It was slow. Thing. It was it, very okay, slow. Fine. It was booked weirdly. Yeah, I agree. But... Well, any, any, any time you have Daniel Bryan making his return and then Daniel Bryan is, is not involved – um, right. for stre- that's a problem. That's not going to be okay. And that's yes. sort of what I came away from it was that 
what I should have remembered was this was the night when I got to see Daniel Bryan wrestle again, right? Like, two of my legitimate five favorite professional wrestlers of all time returned to WrestleMania on Sunday and kind of were afterthoughts. And that's a bummer to me, like, when I think about that in context. And it does, again, one of them was involved with one of the best matches, easily the best match of the night, um, one of the better matches of the weekend. The other was involved with a fine match that that served its purpose and you know was 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 totally passable but these were the two two of my five favorite professional wrestlers of all time and they were both returning to wrestlemania and i just didn't get the payoff that i wanted as a kurt angle or as a daniel bryan fan i i think that's fair to say um i i'm, I'm gonna kind of focus more on the daniel bryan thing because i think the kurt angle thing's a little bit it's, it's specific to you you were you were there for Kurt Angle. You loved Kurt Angle. That's you know that's the thing that was really enticing you when the whole build to the match was Ronda. I mean, like, I, I, right, and that's part part of the problem was was doing trying to do both things. Right, like right. this is Ronda's moment, but we're also going to throw Kurt Angle, who again Kurt Angle alone, whatever he did at WrestleMania should have been a big deal. Right, and that's and then part of it was the fact that you know we had gotten Kurt Angle twice before that, and if, if that if it was going to be but, about Kurt Angle, maybe we, they should have held that off. Yeah, whatever. There there were a lot of you know there were a lot of things going into that one. Um, the Daniel Bryan thing I think was part of. I don't want to say an issue because I again I don't want to sound down on Mania. I really enjoyed Mania for the most part, but there were pacing issues in a lot of the matches, especially the later matches. It's really starting with that Daniel Bryan match when, you know, we we, had, we talked about the air conditioning was down, the those concessions were down, the crowd was starting to get a little bit restless, and like three, the three slowest matches were three of the last, or the four of the slowest matches were four of the last five matches, and it was starting with that match, and it just it started to create a weird thing at Mania where we were riding so, especially after that mixed tag match, you know, we got that hot opener with the IC title, we got some good matches in there. But then starting with that, you know, the Daniel Bryan Shane match, it started to get a little bit slower. The crowd started getting restless, and it, it cast a little bit of a pall over the uh, last half of the show. Yeah, it did. I mean, you, you can't get away from that. It was, it was tough. And again, this is part of the reason why I think I'm out for WrestleMania because I can't blame anybody. Seven hours is too much, man. It's too much. It's too hot. It's too everything. It's, it's it won't be too hot. It won't be too hot. Next well, next year. year in New York, right? Like that'd be the one. That'd be the one place. But now you run the risk of it could snow that weekend, as it did WrestleMania. This it, you're, you're good. Instead of being too hot, you're going to freeze to death right, to see correct. WrestleMania. No, I mean the truth is that like the Orlando thing actually ended up being perfect because it was warm during the day, but then there was a breeze at night, yes. and so it was actually very pleasant um, in the stadium in Orlando. And I, there's there's not a lot you can do short of. If you're going to do the thing indoors and you have the ability to control the climate, maybe somebody should have said, hey, you know why it is they kept it cold in David Letterman's studio all the time? Because they didn't want anybody falling asleep. So they always kept it cold in David Letterman's studio. I get it's going to cost us money to turn the AC on, but maybe we should think about pumping that old AC to make sure everybody stays awake during yep. the course of WrestleMania. might be a, a thing that we want to do. Um, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I am, in general, I thought WrestleMania was fine. I, I didn't have things that I came away from it saying, here's why I'm always going to love this WrestleMania and I'm always going to forget, or I'm never going to forget this WrestleMania. In fact, I've already forgotten some of this WrestleMania because that's <laughs> just the way it is, and I was also inebriated. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, it, again, it, it all served its purpose. Um, it's, it's, I think, a good, it, it set up a week where you could have some debuts and 
do some more interesting things and have a, a you know money in the bank cash in and have a new GM and you know have guys return and and none of it had to matter for a week because you had the sort of shadow of the superstar shakeup looming so you could just do fun things for a week i think the WWE programming over the course of 3 days was totally fine and i do think that it's cool to sort of set this up as the start of the new WWE year and i think yes. that's a neat way for wrestlemania to exist the only thing about that is because of that, I want more blood feuds at WrestleMania. Like you, they, you have to pay if, if that's the thing. If this is going to, we're, we're officially saying this is the end. You know, not it's been unofficial. This is the end of the year, and Raw is the start of the new year. Right. And you gotta pay. You gotta pay off some of those moments. Right. I, you can't. You can't have Brock Lesnar go over and just say, "Okay, we're gonna pay this off at the Greatest Royal Rumble," or you know, if they do that, you can't. You know, there's a lot of things there that it was just like, "Okay, we're doing this so we can pay it off a little bit down the line." Um. Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of the issue. And also, I I think it it should pay. I think it should have some significance in your decisions for how to book matches and what things mean. Right. Like Ronda Rousey debuting is a great thing, but what did any of that mean? Stephanie McMahon just showed back up on Monday, and and okay, so we lost. So what? Um. I I think that there should have been some sting to that. I think that it should have mattered that that Stephanie McMahon lost that match. And I think that's that again in the concept of doing a wrestling new year or a new season or whatever you want to call it i think there needs to be more consequence at wrestlemania there needs to be more hard line as you talk about payoffs and also there can't be matches that don't really mean anything um yeah. and and i get it like it, it's unfair for me to say that because it meant a lot for ronda rousey like for ronda rousey that match meant a lot because she established herself in one match as a true contender in the women's division. A, a true contender. I, I think that that was interesting because I don't know if you caught this, but when they were showing the videos and stuff, when Ronda's face popped up, I, I, I wouldn't say there was overwhelming booze or anything, but you could hear a few grumbles in the crowd. They were not sure about Ronda. Of course. That was one of the big takeaways I, I, I thought of the weekend was that, I, I would, you know, I think we were all a little bit unsure about Ronda as a wrestler and unsure, especially this crowd in particular. How are they going to take to Ronda Rousey? You know, th this was going to be a big litmus test for her. And she passed in every way with flying colors right. to the point where she was probably the most over person on Raw. Look, she night. still has some issues when it comes to promos and, and things yes. that she needs to clean up and. You know the the smiling thing. I think a lot of people are still like, really, yeah. you're Ronda Rousey, dude. Like, let's. But let's... but at least for the foreseeable future, you know, we we were worried. Okay, are are they going to have to be ready for a heel turn for her in case the the crowd revolts against her? I think for at least the next few months. Um, no, 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 no. They're, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're okay. They're good. They're but in, good shape with her. in fairness, you know, I talked about this as I I think they're trying to set something up for um, an all women's main event, and. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't. It, I, I think. I, oh, I think right now, if you had to guess what next year's main event was going to be, you think Charlotte it's Ronda, Ronda Charlotte is the odds-on favorite, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, but somebody. I don't think. I, again, I'm going to have a problem. Uh, the issue that I found myself coming away with was that I didn't. I should have been bitching about. I should have bitched more about the build to Shinsuke AJ Styles. I should have. I, I. I was. I was okay with it just being a dream match and the whole thing. But WrestleMania is supposed to be for big blood feuds yeah. it's supposed to be for huge payoffs it's supposed yep. to be for that moment so what i would say is that's cool but they can't both be faces for the next 12 months if that's what they're going to do 
at some point one of them has to become oh, a heel. Oh, I agree. I agree with and, you. And if they can keep and, and Ronda it's face, Ronda. it's well, it, it see, depends. I would it disagree. Think I think it's way going to have more money as a face. I Who's think more it's more over six months. Right, and I think that right now they would probably say, yeah, we think that's Ronda because she's a mega star, whereas Charlotte's a huge wrestling star. Right. Ronda's a mega international star that's money everywhere on the face of the planet. And I think it's easy to make Charlotte a heel again. I mean, like she's Ric Flair's daughter. It is not yes. hard to make her a heel again very quickly. Um, and, and somebody would say, hey, you're, you're running the risk of turning her too frequently. But at this point, if they don't turn I, her— I don't, By the way, and I don't think you have to turn her right now. I don't think you no, have to no, no, no. I'm saying, turning her until, I'm like, saying if you turn her November, like, exactly, December, then it'll have been well over a year since her last turn. Um, right. That's okay. It's okay to go to turn every two years. That's fine. You you can do that. And and as and as long as you have, re- you're not you're not just turning her suddenly. You're you're actually giving storyline reasoning to turn. Correct. Her. Agreed. It's agreed not she. It's not Mickey James showing up and all of a sudden. Oh yeah, she's a heel. Right. Right. No doubt. Um. The the Braun thing was weird. I mean, let's just just call it what it is. It was it was it created a moment and yet was disappointing at the same time. It was it was it created a moment, but it was also a moment that was again at that point where she's spent where he's spending like five minutes wandering through the crowd when the crowd's already tired. Yeah, like that's not good. Right, and and wandering through the crowd with no payoff. Like the payoff right. again. If if he wanders through the crowd, and, well, and, suddenly, and the funny thing is, I, I went back and watched it. He passed all the NXT people in the crowd. Right, like you could very clearly see Kyle O'Reilly well, and Noah Jose yeah. in the crowd. Yeah, sure, I mean, like, look, I, again, no offense, Kyle O'Reilly would have not created. No, no, no. A, I mean, not them, but I mean, could, could you imagine if he walked through the crowd and found Adam Cole? Not or, that yeah, it would be or, Adam or, Cole or EC3 belts, or whoever it was. It right, that? right, correct. Or if he had walked through the crowd and found Bobby Lashley in the crowd, yes. right, like. That would have been the type like, you of know, thing. People were joking that Okada and Tanahashi were in the crowd. Right. They again, were, they were, they were actually happened, sitting in the crowd. That's the payoff there to wandering through the crowd. Right. Instead, you wandered through the crowd and you just came away. And I kept thinking, like, there's got to be something more to this. Now, as it turns out, having a kid win the tag team title actually did create kind of a moment, right? Like, it did yes. actually create, like, a holy crap, they really did this. And I get that it's pro wrestling, so it doesn't really matter. And then they, they, you know, they, they get rid of it the next night, and so everything's all well and good. But, yeah, it was a disappointing even in creating a moment, it also created disappointment. And sort of, that was the best you could come up with for Braun. Like, that was the best thing that you could come up with for him. Is that it's, I think it's a better bit if you had just let him be a tag team. I think it's a better bit if you had never forced him to get a tag team partner. Yeah, if I mean, he, I, I think the biggest problem with it is, you know, it kind of goes towards what I was saying a couple of months ago, which is I'm, I'm a little concerned they're veering him too far down the comedy path. Right. Um, and, and that's what very much was a comedy moment. And I'm not sure if that's what the, you know, you want a comedy moment for Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. I don't know if you want that. See, this is where I'm going to disagree with you. And I don't know if you listened to the Mark Henry interview at all, but what makes, what I think is so great about Braun, um, and, and Mark Henry who discovered Braun is convinced that, that they're only scratching the surface on this, that this is, that he is so talented beyond just, we didn't know. We thought he was just big, dumb animal. He's right. not. He's unbelievably talented. And according to Mark Henry, it's even more than what we've seen. And I'm not worried about that. I'm not at all. I'm okay. Again, I think that the comedy bit could have been Braun winning the tag team championships by himself, never getting a partner, you know, saying, are we, and, and just teasing it, right? Not saying, hey, he's got to have a partner. Just saying, well, are we ever going to see Braun have a partner? And literally right. just walking out and winning the tag team belts by himself. I think that would have been great. I think it would have been funny. I think it would have been, 
you know, it would have he could have even done a bit where he tagged himself in over in the corner, right? And he right. still would have accomplished what would have made Braun Strowman look strong, which is, dude, the guy beat Cesaro and Sheamus in a match. Um, that's impressive. That's 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 really cool. I think that actually would have been better for Braun than this. That being said, it was probably one of the more talked about moments that came out of WrestleMania, yes. and will be one of the few things that we'll remember for a long time. So. He's forever. Nicholas is forever going into the record books. Right. So I don't know how much we can truly knock what they did. I just think they could have done something else there. Um, yeah. Anything else from from WrestleMania itself? Yeah, we we should talk about the the not necessarily the the Reigns the Lesnar match itself, but the decision to have Lesnar retain there. Yeah, I mean. You know, if look, so, so much of this is being we're basing our opinions around reports that we've heard, and they're kind of all over the place. Um, if if the WWE had planned until match time to have Roman Reigns win and really change their mind based on the crowd, they're insane. That's I, stupid. That's and, stupid. And, There's some point you cannot. You just got to go with it. Well, it's it's beyond that. It's you knew what was happening. You, you right. could not That's possibly mean, have been both, surprised. Both of, us, both of us said that Braun Roman wouldn't be the main event because we knew the reaction right. if it was the main event. Right. So, I, I, I got, I'm, I'm, I don't, it's really tough for me to say I don't believe these reports because, again, I don't think these are people that are just making things up. Well, I, I, and, and I don't, I mean, the, the latest reports aren't that. The latest reports are that Brock resigned Monday, like the, right. last Monday. Right, and when he did that, that's when the the match changed. Well, and that that part of it was he resigned with the idea being that it's still short term, and that, right. um, you know that, that it stretches them through to to have to be able to do this in um in Saudi Arabia where they think the crowd will be more favorable for Roman Reigns. Fine, even then, <laughs> even then, you didn't have to make it your main event. Right, you didn't have to 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 put them in a position where. There was going to be some awkwardness, and apparently there was a shouting match between Brock Lesnar and Vince McMahon afterwards. I, I don't know, man. It, it it's weird. It's 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 it is weird. But at some point, if that's your decision, it should just be your decision. I don't really care um, that they're gonna that they might the, the moment might end up occurring at yeah. uh, in Saudi Arabia. That, I really fine. don't. I, I I get the thought process, but I actually think it's super cool. Like I gotta be honest with you, I couldn't be more in disagreement with you about this thing. I think it's super cool that there's an event happening on a Friday oh, afternoon. By the way, by the way, I'm not my my argument wasn't that that nothing should happen at that. My question was. You know, like like AJ was bringing up the fact that okay, we're going to have both titles change hands. We're going to, have, you know, he, he was listing a bunch of stuff that was going to happen. I don't know that all that stuff is going to happen. I, well, I feel like I we're mean, going to get right, maybe one I don't or two. I feel like we're going to get like one or two big match, big moments that carry into storylines. Yeah, maybe. I, but I would say I don't have a problem with a lot of cool. I mean, I, I, I don't have a. I think there's nothing weird about things happening at odd hours, right? Like I like the World Cup, and part of the reason why I like the World Cup is I get to watch soccer in the morning. Um, and I'm a soccer fan. Of course, this year I'm not going to care because the U.S. isn't involved. Right. Um, I'm I'm a tennis fan. I I don't. I've never had a problem with the fact that the Australian Open final happens at 3:30 a.m. By the way, I don't have a problem with it. I just don't necessarily buy the WWE will go into it. I don't know. They're, they're being paid an awful lot of money to play. And that's off. the thing. It just depends. Okay. Are you know is whoever is funding this is it the Saudi Arabian government? I, I still don't know exactly. Yeah. The word who's is it's, it's it. a partnership that that like the Saudi man. 
Yeah, I, I read more but about whatever. it. Just a, if, if they pay them an extra ten million to have like every title change hands, yeah, WWE is probably going to do that. Well, it's it's beyond this. The WWE is sort of entering into a partnership to do more with Saudi Arabia. This is not the only thing there. This is not a one time thing. They're going to do more in Saudi Arabia. They have entered into some sort of partnership. Uh, God, I'll try to pull up the details in this thing. Which, which um, is interesting. Well, I'm, I'm I mean, surprised the whole fact that we're having a huge show with no women on it isn't getting a little more I, play. I don't know. necessarily think it should get more play. No, I think but it's, I, I'm surprised that that hasn't I been think a bigger it's, deal. Well, I mean, it's out there, and I think there's going it, to be it's more. It's out there, it, but there hasn't been. I expected a lot. I of think that blowback. you. Okay, but you're you're asking people to do that at the same time as WrestleMania. Now we're past WrestleMania. I think those think pieces are coming out in the next couple of weeks. I, I think you're going to be seeing more of, more of that. Uh, by the way, here's the the word. It's a the event is part of a 10 year strategic multi platform partnership between WWE and the Saudi General Sports Authority in support of Saudi Vision 2030, Saudi Arabia's social and economic reform program. So this this is the first one. This is the biggest thing that we're going to see, but this is something that we're going to see more and more of. And yes, I think in the coming weeks. As we get out of WrestleMania, as we get out of Ronda Rousey, as we get out of those topics that were driving WWE coverage, and we get you know beyond next week in the Superstar Shakeup, I do think you'll start seeing the think pieces about, huh, they're really doing this massive event in a place where they can't have women on the card. That's not okay. That's not okay. I think you're going to start seeing those think pieces, and the WWE will have to answer some tough questions. But I don't think that people wanted to be asking those questions when they also wanted to make sure that they had their, their seats for WrestleMania. When they also wanted to make sure that, you know, that they were going to get interviews leading up to WrestleMania. I don't think that whoever it is that would be willing to write those think pieces are going to do that when they also have to cover a major event. And so I don't think that was the right timing the last couple of weeks. But I do think that now that we get past WrestleMania, that will be something that we'll be talking about more in the next week or two leading into this event. That's fair. That's, that's um, a fair point. Anything else as far as WrestleMania is concerned? Um, I, I just do you think knowing what we know now about what happened Tuesday, we have you know everything in play. Was Charlotte beating Oscar the right decision? I don't know. Um, again, I I think it's a weird. I do think that it's a weird build. Like I think that that um, I I don't know how much further you could could Oscar win forever, right? Like w- how long could this ultimately go? And where did you want it to go? I guess my concern, you know, if you want to be a cynic, you're going to say, is there somebody at the top in WWE that just doesn't see it in Asuka for whatever reason? I, I, I think the, the other way to look at it cynically is, was this just them kind of wiping the slate clean on the women's division? You know, you, you had a couple storylines. You have the money in the bank. You have Asuka's streak. You have all of this stuff that you have to, you know, kind of keep thinking about. Right. Well, this, this weekend just kind of wiped all that clean. And now if, you know, whether Carmella goes on a decent reign, whether she drops it immediately back to Charlotte, you don't have to think about these things anymore. Yeah. It's not I something mean, you have to worry about. Yeah, that's the other way to cynically that, look fine. at it. That's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. I don't know. I didn't have a strong feeling about that one. I really didn't. Like, it was it was definitely a holy shit type of moment. Right. Um, but I didn't have a strong, like, oh, that was terrible type of vibe. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel that way at all coming out of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no problem with it. I'm just going down the line here i'm what basically what it's going to come down to is how is carmella's title reign handled whether or not that ends up looking like a good idea or not i hear you 
All right, let's uh, let's grab a break, and then when we come back in, we'll just cover everything non WWE that we haven't covered, and maybe make some uh, some predictions or some educated guesses about what happens next week as they shake things up. Uh, AJ's out. Glenn and Aaron with you. This is Jobbing Out. When I think about things that have over-delivered in my life, I think about Blueberry Pie Oreos, I think about the first Kingsman movie, and now I think about Hammer and Nails in the Owings Mills Metro Center. My first trip to the Ultimate Man Cave Nirvana blew me away. When I got there, I went to the back room. Oh, this is where the magic happens. I got my first ever manicure and pedicure treatment. It was so relaxing. I understand why a lot of guys actually fall asleep back there. The seat was custom crafted for my comfort. I had a flat screen in front of me with noise-canceling headphones so I could watch whatever game game I wanted to, and I was even sipping on a nice adult beverage. Then I went out, and Tracy hooked me up with a really stylish haircut. She took care of me with the shampoo treatment, the hot steam towel. You can even get the close-edge razor shave, all at Hammer & Nails Owings Mills. Memberships are available. They make a great gift. On Mondays, you can rent out Hammer & Nails for your corporate event. Trust me when I tell you, this is an experience all guys must have. Hammer & Nails, grooming shop for guys, now open in the Owings Mills Metro Center. All right, back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone as we continue all of the fallout from uh, WrestleMania weekend down in New Orleans and the uh, the week that was in the WWE. You know, we didn't we didn't touch on, you know, we, we sort of broadly talked about all of these returns and debuts, but obviously it was a very busy week. We have a new general manager on SmackDown in Paige. Um, I thought Shane McMahon was no longer in a... Yeah. What what is what what is that? That's um shoddy storytelling yeah. is what that is. Cuz yeah, he very clearly said he was stepping down for a while. Right. And it would have made sense if he had said, "Hey, if we beat you, then I move back into that role." Right. Now now that you're gone, I don't have that conflict of interest anymore. Like that's all that he had to say cuz it actually kind of makes sense. His whole conflict of interest was that right. he was getting too heated with Owens and Zayn and that's why he had to step down. So now that they're gone, he can come back. They just have to address that. I also got to be honest, man. I am still not like I have not been able to embrace Shane as a fa- I cannot believe. No, I cannot believe how many re- how many wrestling fans are willing to buy into Shane McMahon as a face. It's crazy it's, to me. That that it's exists. a baffling thing, that's for sure. It is the worst face in professional wrestling history. Um uh, and yeah, so I, I mean. like it almost it almost gave me the heebie jeebies when he was putting over Paige. Like I just kept wanting to be like, Oh, this isn't gonna work. He can't get Paige over. But yet, for whatever effing reason, people are into it. It is it is the goofiest thing, man. Weird. It is really, really it's a goofy. Weird bit. Um but yeah, that was that was uncomfortable. I didn't care for that. Uh Paige's GM, sure. Um we'll I, see. I, I, again, she's around. The only thing that I hate about it is it probably means that Absolution is dead and I, I was kind oh. of getting into them. Were you? For what reason? <laughs> I I don't know. So I, I like Sonya's in ring work. I think Mandy's a good character and something about them together was, was working for me a little bit. Um Yeah, I've always assumed that both these groups are just means of getting these girls up and that after the superstar shakeup both of them are gone. Oh yeah, no, I, I they're definitely splitting up and right we've we talked that nauseum about yeah, the riot squad. There's nothing, there. to... <laughs> there's nothing there, right? So I've never felt uh, anything about that whatsoever. Yeah. Um the cash in as far as Carmella winning the title, it wasn't exactly the way that I thought it was gonna go down, but it was pretty close to what I had said, yeah. which was that I thought it was going to happen this week. 
uh, and not at WrestleMania, and that's exactly what happened. It was an interesting way of going about doing it. It made uh, the iconic duo look really strong in the process, Mm -hmm. and it gives you, as long as they stay on the same show, it sets up um, an obvious title picture moving forward between Charlotte and Carmella. The question becomes... Is that really what they want to do, or would they maybe rather have Charlotte go over to the other show so that Carmella could be a little bit protected because it's hard to fathom them letting Carmella beat Charlotte again in a pay-per-view? Yeah, I mean, the, the the question to me really becomes, was that just a moment, like I said, kind of to, to reset the palette, to, to get rid of the briefcase, you have Carmella get her title reign, and then she loses it at Backlash. Um... You know, I don't think I don't think that's what they should do. Yeah, I, think, I absolutely I think, see it happening. I think that would be a mistake. I think that would I be agree a mistake. with you. But you know, I, I hear you as far as the possibility of that. Um, the iconic duo are up. Uh, no way, Jose is up, which it feels more like, hey, we didn't really have anything for him in NXT. Let's see what he can go accomplish. Unfortunately, that didn't really work all that well for Ty Dillinger over the last twelve months. I don't have significantly more hope that it's going to work for No No Way Jose, which is a bummer because No Way Jose is great. Um, yes. So I. I, I hope that, that they find something that clicks for him um, beyond just having a bunch of people in a conga line. Like, I hope... Didn't they, work for Adam Rose. We'll nope. see if it works here. I, I, I hope they find something, but I, I don't have a ton of hope about that. Authors of Pain, however, I have great hope for. Um, Authors of Pain immediately... Now, again, we don't know how this is all going to shake out because there's so many tag teams on SmackDown and so few on Raw, although they have been effing up both the club and I, how they eff up... Dash and Dawson is just mm-hmm. beyond me because those guys are perfect, and that's that sucks. That's mm-hmm. really stupid. But Authors of Pain immediately become a top five tag team in all of WWE programming. Um, so I think that's that, that's a shoe in. They're good no matter where it is that they end up. They're they're going to it, be. It's fine. a bummer that Ellering's not hanging around. I get it though. He doesn't want to work a full time schedule. That was you know that was inevitable when they right. came up to the main roster. For anyone right. who thinks that this is a Vince thing, not liking managers. No, no, no. This is Paul Ellering was got to go out there once or twice a month. Right. Not every week. Well, I also and, think. I mean, where where's his daughter right now? Um, uh, I think that could be a logical use for him moving forward if his daughter. Oh, yeah. Is going to oh be... yeah, and I, I hope he sticks around to some extent. He right. picks, you know, someone. But yes, th- this this isn't a Vince being Vince thing. This is a Ellering isn't working full time sure. on the main roster thing. But it's still kind of a bummer because that that was a perfect package together. Uh, we get Samoa Joe back with the possibility that if Roman does indeed win at uh, the this, the Royal Rumble event, then uh, we would have coming out of that Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns in the title picture. Again, they got to get through the superstar shakeup and all of these things have to fall in line uh, in order for that all to work out. But who's got a problem with Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe working a title picture moving forward? No. I mean, no, no issues at all. It's wonderful. I mean, it's just yes. frankly wonderful. Uh, really weird how they shoehorn Jeff Hardy back in. Um, they're, they're making it so that he's not really part of the thing that he was just part of a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, that's, that's. I, I expected that. I actually, I think it was. Um, can't remember who it was. It was one of the listeners I had had a conversation with just a few weeks ago about. You know, basically, it's our what theme does Jeff Hardy come out to when he does he come out as Team Extreme or does he join the? I I thought he was going to at least for a little bit kind of tie up some loose ends with uh, Woken Matt. I mean, but, yeah. I mean, I. Yeah. Why is he so involved and then two weeks later not involved at all? 
And it's yeah. one thing, you know, like your idiot conspiracy theory that you had a couple weeks ago could have been, well, because they're, they're really, they're going to abandon the Woken Matt thing. They didn't like it. Well, that's obviously not the case. They're, they're diving even further into that. But yet they're diving into it without Jeff Hardy, which right. is, it's just kind of weird. Like, I'm just, and it's weird, but they've always viewed Jeff as this, as, as a, a star. As Jeff Hardy, as the crazy guy, you know, girls yeah, go but, wild but, over and but stuff. But that's, that's so, one thing 20 years ago. I mean, this I is, we're, we're talking about 40-some-year-old Jeff Hardy now. Like look, the, I, I, I was sitting next to, the, one, one of the cool things this weekend, uh, for Raw, I ended up uh, going by myself because my wife got sick. Um, I ended up sitting next to this family from uh, Ecuador who came up to see their first ever wrestling matches, which was really cool to take it in from their perspective. But the eight-year-old kid there, you know, I, I asked him before the show, you know, who's his favorite? John Cena's number one. Jeff Hardy's number two. Okay. Well, I don't think that that's the common refrain from any—I don't think that most eight-year-old kids would say Jeff Hardy number two. I mean, most eight-year-old kids probably haven't seen much of Jeff Hardy as a professional wrestler because he was, for the most part, not on WWE in their lifetime. They, they so, did view him over the last year, though. Again, I, I don't think that many of them—and again, if that's the context— how much did they know differently of Jeff Hardy than Matt Hardy over the course of the last year? I mean, like, I, I just... I mean, Jeff Hardy was always, you know, he did the bigger moves. He looks a little cooler. Like, they didn't do I, a I can understand why Hardys. kids would get, I don't, know, get a I little I think more that you're death. reacting to one kid. I don't think that it's overwhelming. I don't think oh, that I, that's I don't even... I it's overwhelming. I think that that's an that, extreme this, anomaly. This one thing. They've always viewed Jeff as the bigger star. Well, I, I they've, agree they've, with that part of it, but this to me isn't about being a bigger star. There's nothing about that moment. It was just weird on Monday. They they put him into something that he had nothing to do with. Just, hey, I'm a face. You guys are faces. We'll all be faces together now. What do you think that leads to? Do you think that this is coming out of this with Jeff Hardy and The Miz? Do you think this is coming out of this? Yeah, with- I, I think that Jeff Hardy enters the IC title picture. Okay, but it's, that means that you've got three faces and a heel in the IC title picture. Which is weird, but that's they, not, you know. That's not a good way of doing that. I don't think. I, they, that- they just did that for the U.S. Pic- title picture. Um, I mean, I guess you're right they, about that. The three faces right, and a heel. You're right, but that was for WrestleMania, where they're trying to get as many people on the card as they possibly can. Right. This is a little bit different moving forward. I, I just, I don't see that. I don't see this as being a star moment for Jeff Hardy. I see this as more, we don't really know what to do with this guy. And for some reason, instead of the super logical thing, and maybe that's because... Well, and, and, and that's the thing. If the super logical thing is just pair, you know, pair him up with those two. The fact that they didn't makes me think, okay, maybe they do have a plan for him. Well, I hope you're right about that, but it, I didn't sense that on Monday night. I just did not feel it. Um, the other big question is what do they feel as though the picture is for Bobby Lashley? I think a lot of people had been speculating that if Brock was going to stay around, that maybe they envision a super fight between Brock Lesney and, Lesnar and Bobby Lashley as two of the more accomplished athletes um, mm-hmm. in professional wrestling, that, they could, that there would be some money in that. Um, we don't know how long Brock Lesnar is going to be around. And I've said this over and over. The people that were so convinced that Brock Lesnar was just going to be gone, which I thought was crazy to begin with, and I remain thinking is crazy. Dude, Dana White was in the crowd at WrestleMania. Right. This notion that all of these people can't sit down and say, maybe we should figure out a way for this to benefit all of us is nuts. And the thought that Brock Lesnar, who clearly likes money, that's been pretty abundantly effing clear over the last really? few years. Wouldn't be the person that would... The notion that Brock Lesnar would say, well, I have to be UFC only or I have to be WWE only. I, where is any of this coming from? I, I've, I've, I've heard all of this garbage from people that I thought were otherwise intelligent in the wrestling community, and none of it ever made a lick of sense. 
It never backed up anything that we had heard about Brock Lesnar for the last few years or anything that we had known. This notion that he was either going to go with one or the other, why? Why? The last time he apparently chose one or the, over the other, he immediately decided he wanted to still be with the other one. Come on, man. This notion that that wasn't going to work out that way. So the thought that if Brock Lesnar is... Now, the one difference that you can make, there's the one report about Brock Lesnar immediately being moved into the heavyweight title picture in the UFC, which, by the way, is completely batshit insane. And I I am struggling to believe that there's any world in which Dana White is signing off on that. I get that he's older, and so if you want to give him an opportunity to do it again, like you kind of have to do I it mean, now. I mean, UFC is getting – you know, we've talked about this. UFC needs those star title matches. But they also they're... can't abuse the ranking system that the, the state athletic commissions are saying. You can't just put any – remember, one of the, first, the second guy they wanted to have fill in this weekend against Habib, they weren't allowed right. to do it because that guy wasn't high enough in the ranking system for them to be allowed to make the fight. So either they've got to find somewhere where they don't care about the ranking system and it doesn't matter who you are, you're just going to allow to make... You're oh, I, to make... By the way, is anyone saying that his first match would be for the title? Um, I, I missed that. If there I, there was the a case. report about there being a title match in December. So whether that would be his first match or not, I was going to say, I, I, I thought it would be a situation where like he would somehow fight over the summer and that, I guess, would be enough to get him. Yeah, that, that doesn't uh, work either. I mean, that would mean that yeah. he would... In order for that to be the case, he would have to fight someone really significant and the more likely scenario is he would lose that fight yes Uh, i mean like come on dude like i i think that he's going to continue to be involved with both companies because both companies stand to benefit yep and i get it there's inherent amount of risk and if you're trying to point him towards a ufc title fight maybe he says i have to focus so much on that that i can't do anything at all with the wwe Perhaps. I, I don't know why he would start. I, nothing about Brock Lesnar suggests that he is more interested in a championship belt than he is in making as much money as he possibly can. But maybe for whatever reason, there's something in the way he ticks that he's decided that's the most important thing for him. That he wants to make one more run at being UFC heavyweight champion and that in order to do that, he has to block everything else out of his life and make that his singular focus for a certain amount of time. Okay, I mean, I'll, I I could hear that. It doesn't make any sense based on who Brock Lesnar is, but I could hear that. The problem is, he's gonna lose. <laughs> like he's forty years old, yeah. and he has not been fighting. He didn't look great against Mark Hunt. He no. won the fight, but he didn't look all that good, and he was apparently using steroids. Yeah, so well, that's the big thing, and he has to be clean. So why does any of this make sense? It makes plenty of sense for Dana White to let Brock Lesnar fight because Brock Lesnar will sell them pay-per-views. But if you're Dana White, you've got to be able to walk into the dude and say, look, man, you know, we'll give you a shot, but it's not really good for us if you go out and get your ass kicked by Steve Miocic either. That's not, that, that's not good for us. We, we've helped the WWE profit off of Ronda Rousey because she went out and got her ass kicked a couple of times. Right. We don't need that here. We'd like to profit off of you. So how about you fight a few lesser fighters for a few fights? We all make some money. There's a lesser risk of you losing. You know, everybody's happy. (laughs) That, to me, is the only way that this works. And if that's the case, then if I'm Brock Lesnar, I say, okay, sure, I'll do that. But I'm also going to, you know, take a a SummerSlam match with the WWE. Because why wouldn't I? Yes. I mean, it, it might be in the next year, assuming that this was just kind of a slight extension to get through Saudi Arabia. That he only shows up for SummerSlam, maybe the Rumble and Mania. I'm fine with that. 
That's yeah. fine. As not, long as not all that different from what he's doing. Man, as long as you're not keeping him the champion. I mean, like that's that's totally fine. Yeah, that's, that's totally the thing. As long as he's not champion, he can show up once but or twice. If it you know, short of that for Bobby Lashley, I don't know what the plan is for Bobby Lashley. Like he certainly has a look, but got a look. We know Vince loves him. How old is Bobby Lashley? We think he still now? loves him. We know he loved him in the past. Right. What? How old is he at this point? He is forty-one. You know what I mean? Like. Yep. I get that AJ Styles showed back up and you know as he was approaching forty and they didn't have a problem sort of throwing themselves behind him for a couple of years, but it's it's tough to really put a full push behind the dude that shows back up at forty one. Um, Bobby Lashley is incredible is in incredible shape, so you know and then he, he you know people who are I, I know we, AJ was yelling at me before uh, Raw that no one should care about Lashley because he didn't do anything in his first run. Um, he's gotten a lot better. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, like, he's definitely gotten better during his time in TNA. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by what they're going to do with Bobby Lashley and if they think that he is a superstar or if he's, you know, just a guy that has a good look and that can help. He's him. on, like, a Joe level. Yeah, that can like, help make you, some other guys. You can stick guys. him in the main event or he's an upper mid-carder. Right. Exactly. I'm intrigued by that. Um, were there other, were there any other debuts or returns that we didn't cover? Oh, uh, Ember, no, Ember, I right. Ember, actually... Ember gets called up as well. Oh yeah. Ember. Um, Ember. and Ember should be a star. You know what I mean? Like that's, she's, she's yes. amazing. She's incredible. She's an unbelievable performer. Ember should be a star. Now, again, the, the issue we will always go back to, especially now that we have branded pay-per-views. Do they have any room for anything that isn't a title match when it comes to the women? And that is problematic. And, um, and, and what's Asuka's path now? That's right, the other thing. Right. What's, no, yeah, what's sure. Asuka's path now that she doesn't have this streak? You right. know, we, we saw it. You know, we've seen this before with people who have, whether it's a long, you know, they're like they get uh, called up or, you know, arrive and get a title quickly or a long undefeated streak. A lot of times people stumble when like that's become their characters. They're the unstoppable buzzsaw and all of a sudden they're stoppable. It, it's, you know, it's not impossible. And Asuka's great and Asuka should be fine. But. Just how she's booked is going to be interesting going forward. Um, I agree. I, I mean, I agree. I, I don't. I don't know what it is, and I am really concerned. As I said, the co-branded pay-per-views just take away opportunities that already weren't really existing. <laughs> That's you know, like that. And, and by the way, we're talking about all of these <laughs> super long cards. Like we're starting to go into that. So we, we, you know, these guys have the booking just has to be so much sharper from now on. Uh, agreed. Agreed wholeheartedly. All right. Um, anything else from the WWE perspective that we have to cover? Um, I mean, just because not not a lot of people are have been, I think, giving it the credit. The, the, the IC title was great, and Seth Rollins was it's super over, which was yeah. I mean, I, I was I was a little. Sur- I mean, not that I'm surprised he's over. But he was more over than Dollar. Yeah, I mean, he really was. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that either. It, it was confusing to me, especially in front of that crowd. Um, but look, they've clearly loved Seth Rollins for some time, and they've clearly seen something in him. And you know, the truth was, like when he came back, you know, he was he was over. Um, he's been involved in some of the more significant moments in the. I mean, like the, between him cashing in and um, him breaking up the Shield. Those right. are easily two of the, I the think, biggest moments of the past few years. Yeah, right. Yes. So, um, you know, I'm I have no problem with them looking at Seth Rollins as a star and trying to to elevate him as the star that they believe that he should be capable of being. Because the truth is, Seth Rollins is a star. 
<laughs> they've made a few mistakes. Um, yes, we've, that we've happens, gone through that over the right? years. That happens, but he's a star, and so I have no yes. problem with that whatsoever. No, no problems at all. All right. Um, as far as everything else that occurred uh, over the course of the week, what are the what are the big storylines from other promotions and from other things that happened over the course of the week in New Orleans? Oh boy, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll start in real All right, I mentioned the whole Kenny Cody thing. Um, Cody ended up winning because the the Young Bucks with the ref down came out, tried to super kick Cody. He ducked. They hit Kenny instead. Um, Cody got the pin, and you know I, the leadership of Bullet Club. They put out Being the Elite on, I think it was Tuesday. Um, it, you know, right now, everyone's kind of going their separate ways. Uh, you have, you know, Kenny doesn't trust the Bucks. The Bucks are disillusioned with Cody. Cody and Adam Page are still kind of together. Marty's doing his own thing right now uh, as far as Being the Elite goes. Um, it might be the kind of the Bullet Club as a unit is dissolving. Now, this could be one big swerve. But and, you know, they're not giving up on Bullet Club. Co- Cody, I'm sure, is going to kind of create his own Bullet Club and yeah. his image or whatever. Yeah. Um, But it's interesting, you know, th- this group that, you know, they- they've been teasing a fracture for the better part of year and a half, two years now. And, and we finally kind of hit it here. Um, and look, I, I think that this might be a fracture to create more, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they... I mean, the, the young bucks can sell their own shirt now. Marty can, you know, he, his villain club shirt is the most over shirt right now right. out of all of them. Right. Cody can, you know, create that flashier American nightmare bullet club. Like, and, and obviously, uh, Kenny has the golden lovers with Coda right now, which is, you know, ridiculously over. And I think. At the WrestleCon Super Show, they had more Golden Lover shirts than any other shirts there. Huh. Interesting. Um, so, like, you know, it, it makes sense. It's just, you know, this is where we're at with Bullet Club, and it's kind of crazy to see. Yeah, it is. It is kind of crazy to see. I agree with that. Um, but that's it, – it's it's good. It's good for professional wrestling that that, that, that you care that much. You know what I mean? That, that there Oh, yeah. Is, that... And, and, you know, I, I heard a lot of people shitting on the match and – I, I didn't see the full match. I saw like long clips people posted. Um, you know, again, it was it was storyline driven. If you cared about being the elite, if you follow, and and that was one of the most wonderful things is that the biggest non WWE match of the weekend was basically created all online on, on YouTube, all right. on YouTube. Yeah, like that to me is incredible. As as much as we were raving about Gargano Champa, like just the fact that Ring of Honor could have their biggest grossing or biggest attended show ever. I think they had more than 5,000 people there over a YouTube series is unbelievable. And it shows just how, what can happen if you use social media, right? I agree. Uh, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree. Uh, anything else? Um, you know, I, I had a lot of fun. I, I went to a lot of the other shows. Uh, by the way, the, the one name of all names you're going to hear about from the weekend and going forward in indie shows it's going to be the former Quebecer Jean-Pierre Latif, now going by Pierre-Carl Olette, who is going to take the indie world by storm because his match with Walter tore the house down, and he can go for his age. And to, to see that was crazy. And you're going to see a lot more bookings going forward. So don't be surprised when you hear about this PCO guy coming to town and wondering why people are going crazy over a former Quebecer. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I, I mean, I've I've seen some people talking about him, and so I sort of, uh, yeah. I mean, I had completely forgotten about who he was. So, Bro, oh, be, before he was announced for the Janela match, I was like, 
Pierre Carl Lett. Yeah. Is that wait really him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. like he's already been booked for Shakara King of Trios. Uh, Quack Quack and Bush was at the Janela Spring Break, and he also had a great match with David Starr. David Starr is also is his stock continues to rise. He had a great weekend from what I heard. Um, and Janela, of course. But yeah, like PCO just tore the house down and. I mean, his chest was black by the end of that match. It was ridiculous that that you need if, if you can find it somewhere, go find that because if you like two guys just beating the shit out of each other for 15 minutes, um, yeah, that's your match. Um, okay, I'll take it. I'll take a look. I will take a look. Yeah. Sounds pretty good to me. Sounds and 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 of course you missed uh, Jerry Lawler shooting a fireball. Yeah, I did. Joey yeah, Ryan's right. dick. I'm and sure. Grado coming yeah. out during the cluster fuck. Yeah, so. well, I was I was. Uh, eating amazing food and getting effed up in New Orleans. So I don't have a lot of regrets. That's just <laughs> the way that it is. I have very little regrets. Sure. Um, let me echo everything that AJ said. Amazing seeing everybody. Uh, you know, this year was a little bit different for Mania Crawl because, like, unlike last year, we kind of took things over. Um, we were, like, invading space that was already being, you know, overpopulated. Right. So, like, um, I'm sure I did not get to see everybody, and I, I apologize for that. Um, but everybody that I did get to see, uh, unbelievable, great to see everybody. And I saw a lot more people out on, uh, on Bourbon Street the next couple of nights where, uh, nobody was really going into any bars and everybody was just sort of congregating, um, in, in massive groups and, and chanting the way that they wanted to I was going to say the wrestling chants on Bourbon Street, both, both times I've been in New Orleans for Mania were my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night. Yeah. We went out, they were congregating around one of the, uh, balconies. And of course you got the typical male chants. You know the the show your tits, which then evolved into show your puppies. Right. right. And then when uh, an older woman flashed, we got the you still got it chant. Ah, yes, yes, that one was pretty good. That one was pretty good. That was all right. Um, it was an amazing weekend. New Orleans is the the best town in the country, so it should just host everything. And every I was going to say, Mania should be there every year. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Just turn the AC on next year. All right, <laughs> right. Just, exactly. just do me a favor. Next time it's there, just turn the damn AC on. In fact, I'll go to New Orleans for WrestleMania next year while it's in New York. I will happily do that. I'll just Let's make plan on that. I like that. Plan. I would love to just go to New Orleans during WrestleMania. In fact, if everybody else wants to get on board, we will just make a New Orleans weekend. And we can all get together somewhere and watch WrestleMania. I am just, I'm very happy doing that. I like that plan. By all right. Way, did, 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 did you have a drink of choice while you were down there this year? Or just I, I just took one. I mean, I, uh, we, uh, we did get to go to the Abita Brewery on Friday, which yes, was uh, quite the pilgrimage for me. It was the happiest oh, I've ever dude, been. I was going to say, I, this guy is a grump. He's a grouch. Yeah, and I've seen, I've seen him occasionally happy. You know, occasionally a sports team wins. He gets a little bit eh, happy. Sort of. He sees his son. Eh, you know, he, he, right. he gets a little bit happy. I've never seen him as happy as he was on Friday. Yeah, I was really, really happy being at Abita. That made me very, very happy. That was a, that was a great moment. So I uh, drank plenty of Abita. This weekend, we brought some more back uh, with us oh, to the you, Airbnb you, that you, we stayed at. You got at. the growler back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, the growler full of uh, the grapefruit, which is so good and not very available here. Um, so I was really happy about that. We got to try some new Abita beers, which made me very happy. Um, they need to bottle, yeah, they need to bottle that Neapolitan pretty quickly. Yeah, they need to work on that. Um, so yeah, that was that was definitely I consumed uh, uh, quite a bit of the Abita over the weekend, and even like when we we got to uh, what was it Razu on Saturday, I was yeah. just like, give me something Abita so I can continue to show my support. I just want that company to know how much I love them. Right. So just give me anything that says Abita on it, and I'll be good with that. Um, so yeah, that was my, that was my strategy for the weekend. I did, uh, I think it's been documented. I did bike into the back of a cop car that actually (laughs) happened at one point this weekend. Don't really know. Like, I mean, I was, I was just on the phone and I'm like an idiot. I just, 
I, I was doing too much. Yeah, I, st- I still don't know exactly how you did that because I, I went back and I looked at the phone. We were only on the phone for like 15 seconds. No, I mean what happened was it should have been a five-second call, and then you kept saying something at the end, and then the light turned green, and I started biking through the light, and then it was that I was trying to put my phone back in my pocket. And uh-huh. as I was trying to put my phone back in my pocket, cop car didn't notice it. Blam. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what that was. So yeah, it, it was uh, it was a very embarrassing moment for me, but uh, otherwise no one it was, saw it. Correct. It was otherwise a perfect weekend. So uh, what else? What else can I say? Thank you to all of you who uh, said hello or bought drinks or anything mm-hmm. like that at any point during the weekend. It was amazing. Uh, and by the way, if anyone said hello to me and I kind of had a glazed over look in my eyes between sleep and drinking, I apologize. Yeah, I tried yeah, to be a lot as of that. As a lot of that. I mean, I was, there were times I was just completely. I, out I was of getting it. messages from like we saw some of our regulars. We saw Javi. We saw Carl. I mean, I saw so many people, but like. There were plenty of other people that messaged me that were like, hey, dude, let's – and I'm like, yeah, 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 we'll do that. And then, like, the weekend just completely got away from me. Speaking of which, we also utterly failed in, like, doing all the bet payoffs the this bets, weekend. Yeah. Uh, we'll start working on that again, I promise. We'll come up with a strategy for that in the coming weeks, and maybe we'll just take them one at a time and start paying off some bets. But we'll, once, once the three of us sort of, sort of together again to come up with a strategy, we will. I know that's a big part of the show that we can't – we cannot leave those hanging. We do actually have to pay off our bets. Yes. We will. I promise. We'll come up with a strategy for it. Uh, it was a terrible idea that we would ever try to do that in New Orleans. It was never going to happen. Yeah. We I, was, I was going to recommend just going out on Bourbon Street for, for you to go out on Bourbon Street with one Z, but then again, yeah, got drunk and I'm, forgot right. to I say mean, that. For, for God's sake, dude. It's just, it's too much. It's too right. much. All right. Uh, very good. Aaron, uh, you're on Twitter. At the AOster. Show Twitter. Uh, dropping out show. Uh, the email jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. We are so, I'm still not recovering. Yeah, right. Oh, dude, it'll take a while. Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone. Um, you know, I'll have Postmania stuff, and, and I know um, with Ring of Honor coming to town soon, I'm going to be hopefully getting kind of a series of articles building up to uh, that show. So. Very cool. Very cool. All right, By thank- the way, did, did you see that after Baltimore, they're running the Patriots Center? Uh, I didn't see that. That's weird. Yeah, the, the, the night after Best in the World, they're running the Patriots Center, Seems which like is sort of monopolizing. They're, they're, de- they're, they're cannibalizing their own market, which um... – Well, and, and- – that's a huge venue. For well, them. yeah, but I don't think that they really think they're going to sell that out. You know what but I mean? Like, why are they running it? If they, like, well, I think there's, the, I think like, there's a real question as to why they're running DC tonight after they're running Baltimore. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. no offense. I, I mean, I, I just, I'm more shocked that, like, even if it's only half filled, that's their yeah, biggest I think half, show I think half, ever. I think, you know, they did six thousand in New Orleans. They on? did, they did like five three. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to half fill it, but. I think that okay. They, then why are they running a venue that they can't have filled? I don't think it's a venue. I think you can do that venue and not make it pay much. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like maybe. Yeah. It also right. makes me wonder if they might have something in store for that. Well, we'll I see. hope. I hope that's the case. Yep. At Glenn Clark Radio for me, GlennClarkRadio.com for Aaron Oster and for the main event. Vent, 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 vent. I am Glenn. This is Ben jobbing out. You want to do it this time? Jab it out.